Uh, well, hello, everybody. This is Claire Stanley, the Advocacy and Outreach Specialist at ACB National. We're excited to hang out with you guys tonight. Um, before I jump in, who is my lovely co-host? Introduce yourself. All right. Well, this is Rebecca Bridges, and I am the uh, the wife of our executive director, and uh, I happen to live in the D.C. area as well. I am in Northern Virginia, so Great. happy to be here. Cool. Um, so we, we thought a fun thing to talk about tonight would be Washington, D.C. Um, Rebecca and I both live in what we call the DMV area. That's D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Um, so we thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about what's here, all the fun tourist attractions, that kind of thing, so that while we're sitting at home during COVID, dreaming about going places, you guys can think about a fun tourist trip. And who knows, maybe when people are back next year for leadership conference or coming future years for many years to come, we can give you guys some fun ideas of attractions to check out while you're in the DC area. So uh, yeah, we're gonna start by just talking about uh, our experience here in the DC area and then go into some fun stuff. So like I said, I'm Claire. I am not originally from the DC area. I'm from California originally, but I've lived in the area for five years now. And I currently reside in uh, Maryland, just right above Washington, D.C. Great. And again, I'm Rebecca. I live in Northern Virginia. So I'm, I'm in Arlington, right outside of D.C. Um, I have lived in, well, I'm originally from Indiana. Uh, so I'm a Midwesterner and a, a very proud Midwesterner. Um, <laughs> but I have lived in the D.C. area since. Uh, permanently full-time since 2004. Um, I came out the summer between, um, in 2003, between my junior and senior year of college. I actually came out for an internship with ACB, uh, which brought me out to the DC area. And I fell in love with the area, got bit by the bug, as they say. And um, I've been really, I've been, I came back for a winter term to work for a senator. Uh, before I graduated college, and then I came out and got a job right after I graduated. So, been here ever since, and uh, really in, in, have enjoyed enjoyed it out here. I like the way you said that bit by the bug. I had a very similar experience. Uh, my junior year of college in 2020, I did a similar thing where I did an internship, worked for Department of Justice, was there for the winter quarter, fell in love with it, got invited back to work there for this summer at DOJ and just knew I was coming back after I was done with school. So fun to, fun to know that other people are bit by the DC bug. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, so we thought we would talk about a fun few area uh, categories. So I'll kind of list them to begin with. Uh, if you guys have any comments or questions, keep them to the end. But we'd love to hear from you guys. Any questions you have, um, any comments you have, but just as kind of an overview, we thought we'd talk about some of the accessibility opportunities that are available for the blind and visually impaired in DC. So when you're picking out different fun things to check out, there's a lot of accessibility options. We thought we'd talk about just some fun, um, fun finds that we've uh, discovered over our years here, including some fun dining. Rebecca's gonna give us some great examples of fun family activities um, for those of you with kids and what the kinds of things you can do. Um, and then, like I said, we'll just open up the floor for any comments or questions or things like that. So, yeah. So we thought we'd start with accessibility. Um, I can say that DC has no lack of accessibility opportunities for those of us who are blind or visually impaired. So it's pretty cool. I think a lot of us, when we think of DC, think of all the museums like the Smithsonian. And maybe at first blush, you would think, oh, that doesn't sound very blind accessible. But that, in fact, is not the case. There's a lot going on for us. Um, for instance, a couple examples of accessibility through the Smithsonian's. And for those who don't know, the Smithsonian is a series of many different uh, museums, some based on history, some on nature, um, some have more thematic topics like Native Americans, et cetera. Um, several of the different Smithsonian museums I've been to have actual tactile maps that you can check out to see the layout of the Smithsonian's as a whole or the inside of one specific museum. I actually had a cool opportunity to go do some tests on some of the maps. They have one that's uh, interactive, it's electronic. So as you put your hands on it and tap it, it'll tell you what you're tapping on. 
and it's kind of an overview. So like a bird's eye view of the entire Capitol, um, the entire Washington DC um, National Mall actually. And so kind of uh, you can see, okay, I'm touching the uh, Native American Museum. And if I go to the left, then I see what museums to the left of that and what memorials to the right of that. So it's a really cool hands-on experience you can have. And that really helped me the first time I checked it out because I didn't know where everything was in relation to each other. So that's pretty cool. And then another tactile yeah. one I've seen is in the American History Museum, which is actually my favorite Smithsonian. If you want to see Dorothy's red ruby slippers, um, that's where you can <laughs> along with many other fun finds um, and they have a tactile map there as well that's electronic and interactive so you can see what's on the first floor the second floor etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's really it has a lot of things like where the staircases are um, where one exhibit is in relation to another exhibit so they're doing a lot of uh, great work to try to paint a nice picture for those who are blind and visually impaired of the smithsonian's so those are just some examples of the museums that's cool. I've never, um, I, I haven't experienced the tactile maps, but I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you definitely um, one, one thing that I've enjoyed recently, and this ties a little bit into the, the family friendly um, activities, but um, I had the opportunity to work with the folks uh, through ACB at the, uh, the Natural History Museum. And they put together, um, there's an exhibit called Deep Time, which has, it really features like a lot of the dinosaurs and prehistoric, um, you know, animals that lived, uh, you know, all those years ago. And there's, there's an app that they put together uh, uh, that they wanted to make accessible that provides descriptions of the various aspects of the exhibit. So I got to go and, um, you know, we, we talked to them for quite some time and then we actually got to go and check it out. So that's a pretty accessible experience as well. You go and take your phone and you can actually read uh, once you download the app and it's live now. It went live, I believe last fall. Um, and you can, when you download the app, you can go in and read and it provides descriptions of the various areas of the exhibit. And that way you can kind of get a sense. I mean, there's so much to look at when you go to a place like this that it really kind of at least helped me narrow my focus and figure out, okay, where you know, if we have an hour, hour and a half, where do we want to go? And, you know, those kinds of things. And so it was a, a neat experience as well in terms of just being able to, to go and navigate the, the exhibits. Um, and I think the app is called Deep Time as well, like just like the um, just like the exhibit. That's cool. That's awesome. I'm sure your son loves that. Oh, yes. <laughs> he loves dinosaurs. Nice. That made me think of, I didn't even have it in my notes originally, but the other cool thing about the Smithsonian's, because um, Rebecca was talking about using your phone, um, in the past, and I think it's still going on, a few use Ira, which is the, the app on your mm -hmm. phone, where you can have a live agent describe things. They've had free access, so you don't even have to right. use your notes when you go into the Smithsonian. So I've actually wanted to do it many times, and I plan to, mm -hmm. where you can just have them describe everything to your heart's content to not run out of any minutes. So, yeah, they they do they do provide free access still. When I've when I've been over there, my my phone always gets pinged like this is a free <laughs> access location. And the other thing, if you don't if you don't have Ira and you you don't you're old school or you're just more comfortable with a real live person. You can also call ahead to a lot of these museums and request yes. and request a guided tour. So you can do it, you know, you can do it old school and there's nothing wrong with that. I have done that. Um, call ahead. They'll give you a dose. And those are awesome because these are people that know so much about the museum. It's like your own. I mean, you basically get your own private tour with with an expert. Um, and so that's a really, you know, I've done that uh, before and, and it's a really neat experience. Yeah, and like you said, it, there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, the impression I've gotten when working with the museums and talking to the curators is that the docents love it. Like they're yeah. you know, chomping at the bit to do it. So ask for it, like they want to yeah. do it. So. Um, so another fun thing that's accessible for the blind when you come to DC is using the, using the uni description program. And so you've probably heard uh, talk about the uni description program. It's not just in DC. Um, uh, out of the University of Hawaii, the Uni Description Program is working on audible descriptions of all kinds of state parks, 
things like that. But one of the projects they're working on also is of the National Mall and all the different um, monuments in DC. So these are recorded descriptions of what's, what you can see um, out and about on the National Mall. So you would download the, um, the audio either you know on an app on your phone or you can do it on your computer as well and get a description. So like I said, please check it out. You can get it from all over the United States as well. But when you guys are coming to DC for a leadership conference, you can also get some great uni, descri uni description of the greater DC area as well. Um, oh, another fun thing, uh, Rebecca was kind of just um, alluding to it with uh, the Smithsonian's, but uh, some of the other different museums also have guided tours. Um, the Portrait Gallery, for instance, I remember the first time I heard about it, I went, Portrait Gallery? It's literally portraits. I'm blind. Am I going to enjoy <laughs> that? But no, they have really excited um curators who want to go around with you and describe all the portraits. Um, in fact, I heard that they had a regular, uh, regular, um, like every Saturday, once a month or something like that, you could go and get a tour. And they actually started to reduce it, not because they couldn't do it, but because not enough people were signing up to go and see the tours. So we need to change that. If you're in the area, like, let's take advantage of it. Let's go and do these tours because they're taking the time and effort to provide guided tours with audio description. So I think, you know, when you're in the area or those who live in the area, we definitely want to, you know, take advantage of those, those opportunities because how exciting that they're there. Yeah, and a lot of the, you know, the monuments and memorials are very accessible, um, not only to get to them, you know, you can go up and put your hands on the wall of the, you know, Vietnam or World War Two, or, you know, there, all of that is, is very accessible um, to us. The other thing I wanted to mention that isn't related to this, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about the museum, the museums and, and the National Mall, but another place that is very accessible uh, that I just remembered is the Kennedy Center. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, they have um, audio described, a lot of audio described programs. And yeah. I believe they have a newsletter that comes out that will talk, you know, give details about all of the audio described programs. And you may even be able to find it on their website. I haven't looked recently. Um, but they, um, before I remember, oh gosh, it's been a number of years now, right before our first son was born, um, Eric took me out. We went on our last date before children, and he <laughs> he took me to see the Lion King um, oh, wow. at the Kennedy Center, and it was described, and it was it was amazing. Like I had, you know, you watch the Lion King when you're a kid, and I had no idea, like the just the elaborate nature of the costumes and just so many details. It, like I had tears in my eyes just listening to like the music and the describer and it was the narrator and and then at the end we actually got to meet her so that was really cool that's awesome um, after the show and so it was just a cool experience and and the kennedy center has lots of of different programs too in terms of like they have the millennium stage which has a lot of free stuff so you know if you like music if you like drama if you like you know the theater you know there's all kinds <laughs> of of things that there's really something for everyone there and it's very, very accessible. I mean, there are people all over the place that are happy to, you know, get you where you need to go and make sure you have the right headset and, you know, you can get um, a lot of the stuff audio described. So it's a great, great place to visit. No, I completely agree. Um, the ADA coordinator at the Kennedy Center, I've met her many times and done work with her. They, her whole team is all about making um, all the the programs at the Kennedy Center accessible for people with all kinds of disabilities and they do a great job. In fact, they do such a great job that every summer they put on a conference, the lead conference that's completely um, dedicated to making the arts more accessible um, for people with disabilities and it's led by the Kennedy Center. So I think that just shows that they really, you know, are forward thinking and accessibility. So when you're in the DC area and you have the time, definitely check out the Kennedy Center. Um, so those were some examples of the accessibility. And of course, we'll keep talking about them as we go on. But those were just some of the accessible items we wanted to emphasize. Um, but next, we wanted to talk about some family fun. Um, Yay. 
do. You know, it's not just for adults. There's lots for kids to do as well. So Rebecca, do you want to talk about what your family is up to in DC? Yes. So if you've got kids or grandkids or you want to have kids or grandkids or you're and a kid bring them here, or you just want to be a kid, um, <laughs> which is also awesome. Um, we, there are a lot of really fun things to do here in DC. Um, one would be, uh, the, the zoo, the national zoo. Mm-hmm. That is an awesome place to visit. Um, we've been there a few times and it's, there's just, there's so much to see and they have lots of different events and activities. So that depending on the time of year, I mean, you, well, I mean, you can go, they have like a, I mean, you can go any time of day really, but then sometimes they have, you know, special events. So around Halloween, there's boo at the zoo for, you know, where it's just like a, it's, it is a, like literally feels like a zoo because there's people everywhere, but it's, it's an event where, you know, all the kids come dressed up in their costumes and they run around the zoo and do little trick or treating type stuff. And you get to, you, you can go into certain exhibits and see, you know, see the animals and things like that. And there's lots of different programs at the zoo. Um, it's a great, it's a great place to visit. Um, and it's when, totally free. Near it. Yes, everything is free there. So, I mean, you could, and you could spend a whole day there. There's so much to do. Um, another fun place is the National Building Museum. Um, so they have a really cool area, like a pool, you know, an area for kids that's that's really neat in terms of just lots of blocks and things to play with and things to get messy with. And so that's, that's a fun, a fun place uh, to take your kids. It does tend to get, well, it used to before the pandemic um, tend to get busy. Um, So you, you know, going there when it's not a Saturday is probably good. (laughs) Um, But that's, um, that's another fun place. And I mentioned the deep time exhibit um, at the natural history museum. That's a really fun place. And they also have an ocean um, section, I think there, which, which is fun for the kids. Um, Another place that we, um, that my son has been to, he went to the American history museum and they had like a Batmobile and stuff like that there, which was, you know, super cool for kids. Um, I'm trying to think where else. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, those are, oh, and I think DC recently opened, uh, reopened their national, their uh, children's museum um, in the district. So there, there's one in Baltimore, but I know there's, that's, you know, that's pretty well known, but there's also one in the district now that has recently reopened, I think earlier this year. Um, so that's another place that I know about that I'd like to check out, but I haven't yet. So Nice. I like how you said, um, you know, don't go on Saturdays. It's the busiest go on off days. That made me think of off season too. Um, when I did my internship in college, I was there for the winter. So it was kind of the off season. So doing all the tourist attractions were especially fun because there weren't long lines and that kind of thing, which is perfect because if you come to the leadership conference in February, it's the off season. And then you can go to all the Smithsonian's and tourist attractions and there won't be any lines. So just a little nudge that you should come to leadership conference and then you do, <laughs> do all the tourist attractions. <laughs> But not during the meeting. Exactly. Thank you. That's right. Not during the meeting. Before or after. Yes. Um, cool. So we thought we would talk about some fun finds. Um, the longer I live here, the more I find fun little new, you know, museums, historical sites, uh, restaurants, stores. The, you know, there's always more things to find. And I love that. Um, one of my favorite fun finds I always tell people about is called the O Street Mansion. Um, it's this old, it's a row home. So it's five, I believe, row homes in a row, and they're all interconnected inside. And it's literally kind of this maze inside. It has hidden passageways and stairs that lead to nowhere and just fun finds. Um, they actually have this uh, scavenger hunt you can do, and you're supposed to find every hidden door and things like that. And ironically, I, I went once with my mom and my sister who can both see, and I found more hidden passageways than they did because I would just feel around with my hands 
and that made me better at just like stumbling upon things than they did by looking with their eyes so I thought that was pretty funny um, but the whole thing is a, like a thrift store so if you see anything inside the museum you want to buy you can buy it uh, you can hang out it has fun art everywhere different theme rooms it's just a really fun place so that's definitely one fun find I've I've discovered over the years that I suggest people check out. That's awesome. So if you are like me, um, and well, well, I used to have time to do this, but I probably <laughs> don't anymore. Um, if you like to shop, uh, then there is shopping in DC. Yes. Um, one of the, if you're more on the high-end shopping, uh, Georgetown is like the place to go. Yes. They have all kinds of high-end stores, um, you know, L'Occitane, Louis Vuitton, oh, good grief. There's, I mean, anthropology. pretty much anthropology, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much anywhere you want to go drop some money, they have very nice, very nice shopping. There are also some outlet malls um, that aren't too far, but I don't think they're in the district proper. Um, they're just outside of it. And then there is, if you want something, one of the downsides to Georgetown is that it is not metro accessible. So um, assuming all the malls don't die from the pandemic, um, there is the Pentagon City Mall, which <laughs> is close to my heart because I used to live over in that area. Um, when I first, I'm, I am like a resident Arlingtonian. Um, I lived, I moved to Arlington um, for my first job, and I've stayed here ever since. And so Pentagon City area is a is a section in Arlington, and that has a mall that is metro accessible. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, if you go on a <laughs> middle school bus tour, you will get dropped off there for lunch. Um, so it's full of tourists, they have a food court on the bottom. Um, but there's tons of awesome shopping. And they have stores of all kinds there um, at that mall as well. So if you're looking for something that you can get to without a car um, or, you know, or a taxi, if you wanted to take public transit, um, the Pentagon City Mall is another spot to go to as well if you like to shop. Yeah. Um, fun fact, I actually take a shuttle from the Pentagon City Mall to the ACB <laughs> National Office because it's metro accessible for me to get to Pentagon City. So I go back to that mall every single day. And let me tell you, tell you, sometimes the idea of going inside and shopping sounds really fun. <laughs> yes. Um, another fun destination I always like to tell people about in Georgetown, again, going back to Georgetown, is this bakery called Baked and Wired, pun intended. And it's wired <laughs> because it has a cafe, a coffee shop attached to it. But they have the best cupcakes in all of D.C., um, you guys have probably heard about Georgetown Cupcake. It once had its own TV show, so that's really popular. I promise. Uh, baked and Wired Cupcakes are better than Georgetown Cupcakes, so I always suggest <laughs> people go and check out the cupcakes while you're in Georgetown, along with, like Rebecca said, all kinds of other fun shops and things like that. Georgetown is really fun. Uh, the Staircase, if you guys ever saw the movie um, The Exorcist, there's this famous long staircase. It was... Uh, uh, videotaped right there in Georgetown. I've climbed on that flight of stairs in Georgetown. So lots of fun, iconic things in Georgetown to check out. Yeah, Georgetown is a fun, a really fun place. So you made me thinking about bakeries not only makes me hungry, um, <laughs> but it makes me think about other restaurants. So I don't know about any of you, but I, I'm a foodie. Um, when Eric and I go on dates, like food restaurants are a destination for us. We love we, and then we always have, we've always enjoyed going out for a really, like for a really nice meal, a fun experience. Um, so we, we love to go out to eat um, when we can. We don't do it as much now because it involves babysitters, but, um, but we do get out sometimes, believe it or not, by ourselves and we have a good time. So if you are ever in DC and you're looking for some places to go, um, and I'm going to stick to places that are, I guess, one place that just came to mind. So if you're on the Virginia side, if you're in Arlington, there's an area of Arlington called Clarendon. And Clarendon is pretty, it's pretty hip. It's pretty hip and happening. It's like Georgetown, <laughs> but over here um, in Virginia. <laughs> um, and there is a really cool place that's fairly new. It's called Triple T's. 
and it's um it's like ttt mexican diner and it has on the mm. bottom floor is tacos and delicious margaritas and it's you know and then it's kind of like the party kind of fun little spot to go family friendly then on the second floor is more fine mexican dining so more you know a little bit quieter you want to have a, a quieter meal and then on the top it's like a rooftop bar um so that's kind of just a cool place that just came to mind um and clarendon has a lot of yeah clarendon has a lot of really cool places um but over in the city in the district proper um one of the historic places to go is old Ebbett grill i feel like yeah you know a lot of people know that it's fun it's it's you know it's a cool happening spot it's like a, a destination when you when you come to dc you really should go to old Ebbett grill um you know if you it's also literally, yeah it's literally a rock throw from the white house so yes. right right there yeah yes very close to the white house if you also want to hang out like where a lot of the muckety mucks go, um, <laughs> the Palm, um, which is over, I think around DuPont. Um, Eric took me there um, one time when we were very, like fairly, we, I guess it was fairly soon after we started dating, which is very impressive. I was like just out of, <laughs> or, you know, just in college and like, you know, wow, this is really fancy. Um, <laughs> Good job, Eric. And I, I ate too much. So that's the story there. Um, but it was, it was awesome. That's um, one of our favorite places to go. Um, Georgia Browns, which is mm -hmm. if you like Southern food, it's downtown DC over on 15th, I believe, like 15th and L maybe. Um, but it's, it's right downtown. And it's, it's a, it is delicious. The food is excellent. Um, just a really nice dining experience. Um, going back to Georgetown, another cool place is Bourbon Steak, and they have a really neat lounge area that you can hang out in and just have a nice cocktail or, or you can dine, um, you know, in the restaurant proper, but it's, um, it's delicious. Can you tell I like steak? Um, <laughs> and they have more than You're making steak. me hungry. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and then another sort of fun place, um, to go where a lot of, you know, that's that's you know made history is is the monocle that's another one yeah there's a lot of really great restaurants um one of my favorites uh founding farmers uh oh, yeah. is it has several other related restaurants throughout the entire dmv area but they're like a lot of restaurants in dc now that do the like uh farm to table so they're locally sourced and do that kind of thing so that's really fun too um, I highly recommend the fried chicken and waffles at Founding Farmers the next time you're in yeah. D.C., so check that out. <laughs> D.C. has some of the best brunch spots, too. Yes, um, we take our brunch very seriously. Yes, it is. It's like a, it's a pastime. <laughs> um, and they do Saturday and Sunday brunch. I mean, there's an endless, endless array of brunch spots. So if you like to brunch, um, one of my... Um, Friends, one of my girlfriends referred me to. There is a website, and pardon my language, but it's called Bitches Who Brunch. Mm. So if you want to <laughs> know where I to like go it. brunch, I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's a good thing to check out. Um, moving on from food um, into we could talk sport. about that all day, but we won't. <laughs> yes, yes. So DC is home to two winning franchises. If anyone didn't know. The Washington Capitals and the Washington Nationals. And um, so these are some spots to check out too. Um, and Capital One Arena is where our Capitals play. And um, that is, it's downtown. So it's right off of, um, it's in Gallery Place, Chinatown. And you know, we'll talk a little bit about the Metro in a minute, but it's, it is Metro accessible. Um, there's also just awesome, it's very walkable down there. Yeah. So it's a great, great place to visit. Um, the service there is excellent. Getting back to the accessibility component. Um, every time we go there, we have a wonderful experience in terms of just the staff being helpful and friendly, you know, helping you to your seat, um, you know, finding food, whatever you need. Um, I went there a couple years ago with my guide dog and we had like 300 level seats. 
And the people from the, the arena staff were like, um, you're not going to fit in there. Um, we really don't, you know, we don't recommend that. And I'm like, oh, you know, we'll be fine. We can, we can do that. And we get in there and we're pretty cramped. And somebody came up to us and they're like, here, we have some seats for you. And so they took my, and I was there with a sighted friend. So I was like insistent on like, we're going to sit in our seats. Right. And so then all of a sudden we ended up down on the second level in the 200s with really, really nice seats nice. just overlooking the ice. So yeah, nice. um, sometimes you're like, okay. <laughs> yes, yes, no problem. And it was easy to, to get beverages there and it was great. Um, so definitely check out, if, and if you can check out a hockey game at Capital One, there's nothing more exciting than that. It is awesome. Um, the Wizards also play there if you like basketball. Um, that audience isn't quite as exciting, um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is it's a cool spot to check out. Um, Nationals Park is also a neat destination. That, that area has was really booming now and growing yeah. with you know lots of different restaurants and um, you know places to to go before or after the game. And again, same experience at Nats Park. The staff is phenomenal, um, making sure that you um, have what you need, getting you where you need to go. Um, I was there for game four of the um, National National League Series Championship when they clinched to go to the World Series. <laughs> so that was really, and I was there with another blind friend. So we had an amazingly good time, great service. The food is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a great experience and it's, it's really beautiful too. I mean, you can, you can really see a lot of DC um, from the park. It's just a, a neat experience. So I highly recommend if you are a sports fan like me, um, go check those places out because they are, they're super. I mean, we also have a good, um, you know, we have a soccer team too, and there's some other things, but those are, I mean, Nats Park and Cap One, you can't beat them. They're good. Yeah, I was at Nats Park uh, a couple years ago with a friend. We got free tickets and we went and that, like you said, the service was amazing. My friend I was with was sighted. So we were just, you know, wandering around, going to figure it out. No big deal. And they saw me and said, oh, man, come this way. And they whisked us away and sent us up an elevator and showed us where our seats were. And it was it was amazing. So, yeah, yeah. they're they're awesome. Um, so we talked about all the fun things you can do in D.C. and the greater D.C. area. But how do you get around the D.C. area, Rebecca? Well, that's a great question. The <laughs> Metro. Um, there's always Uber, but um, I highly it recommend the quickly. Metro. Yes. I, I remember when I came out to D.C. Um, to intern for ACB and they said, hey, you know, we got you a couple hours with, the, with an O&M instructor so you can kind of figure out the Metro and and figure out how to get from, you know, your, the office to the train and the train to your, you know, to where you're staying, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I remember first taking the Metro and thinking, I am never going to ride any other way. Like, this is the coolest. I mean, coming from, from, from the Midwest where we all ride in cars and you have to depend on other people to get you places like the Metro, I mean, it has its its downfalls like any other service, but overall it's very clean. It's accessible. Um, you can very easily, you know, the, the machines to get fare cards and everything are, are perfectly accessible. They're easy to use. Um, there are some really nice um, tactile maps that you can get a hold of um, that provide information in Braille about um, print and braille about the where the stations are and kind of the order that the lines go in and what lines go into each station and um, it is it's very accessible and most places that we talked about today with the exception of Georgetown I think so far um, are metro accessible so you can you, know, you can get into Virginia you can get into Maryland you can be in DC you can be on mall you can um, there it's just it's such a slick and handy way to, to get around when you don't want to ride in a car. Um, and then there's also a Metro bus. So for the places that the Metro doesn't go, um, you can, you can take Metro bus um, and our Metro buses all talk. Um, so when they pull up, they'll say what bus they are, what station they're at, et cetera. Um, 
And so, and then as you're riding along, you know, they'll say, you know, what station that, that you're approach, you know, what bus stop, I'm sorry, what bus stop you're approaching, um, things like that. So it's very accessible and we do have, you know, reduced fare programs and, and things like that if you're staying for longer um, as well. Yeah, and so like Rebecca said, the only place that that doesn't go to Georgia, the, the only place you can't get to via Metro is Georgetown, but have no fear. There is another bus line called the Circulator and it goes many places throughout DC, but the Circulator also goes directly into Georgetown. Um, and so I've taken the Circulator many a time to get to Georgetown. Super easy, has many, many stops along the way for you to hop on and hop off. And the nice thing about things like Metro Bus and the Circulator, um, even some of the more local bus systems in Maryland and Virginia, they're all work together, meaning you can pay for all of them with the same Metro card. So you don't have mm. to worry about, oh, now I'm on the Circulator. Oh, now I'm on Ride On or the bus or the Metro. They all take the same card. So it makes it really easy and really accessible. So, so that's what the Circulator is and it'll get you to Georgetown and other places. Um, so that, that's something I've taken many a time. Um, another fun one I wanted to tell you guys about, it's kind of a tourist attraction and transportation in one, but there are tours you can take, bus tours. Um, they pick up at Union Station, which is another fun tourist destination. It's a big train station, metro station, mall in one, but always a lot going on there. And they have a bus tour that you can pick up at Union Station, and it'll take you all throughout the entire city. Um, I used to work close to Union Station and would walk past it all the time. Um, so definitely encourage people to check that out. And then one last form of public transportation, um, the H Street Corridor. It's a part of Northeast DC. Um, it's had kind of a, a colored past, but it's one of the new up and coming kind of gentrified neighborhoods of DC that I encourage people to check out. It's really cool. Like we've been talking about lots of restaurants and bars to check out. And they actually just started revitalizing a trolley that they used to have on H Street. So you can now take the H Street trolley as well. So that's another form of transportation. Um, so lots of ways to get around in DC. And like most big cities, you can walk everything too. It's just very walkable. So uh, you don't have to have a car. That's the thing I love about it. I grew up in, you know, your cliche suburban California where you have to drive everywhere. But in DC, you've got lots of choices of transportation or you can walk just about everywhere. So it's uh, it's, it's very accessible for those of us who are blind. So yeah, no um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a, a nutshell of all the different things. Um, so yeah, we thought we could open the floor if you guys have questions about DC, want suggestions, have your own experiences. Yeah, what, whatever people wanna comment. What's your favorite cupcake? <laughs> My favorite cupcake is called the dirty chai. So a dirty chai latte is a chai latte with a, a splash of espresso in it, a shot of espresso. So the cupcake itself is just chai flavored, but then the frosting on top is espresso flavored. It's so good. <laughs> so get a dirty chai the next time you're there. <laughs> It sounds terrific. Hey, we have Nolan here. Nolan, you're up. Hi, Nolan. Good evening, Claire Stanley. Uh, good uh, presentation this evening about Washington, D.C. I think I uh, learned a little bit from you guys tonight. Great job. Um, what is uh, what what is the uh, places uh, that I could visit when I'm down in Washington, D.C. sometime because I'm interested in seeing uh, what the ACB offices are located and also where the uh, metro uh, train station is located because I'm interested in learning a lot because I'm, I'm up in Michigan right now, but I definitely would like to sometime come down and visit you guys down there in Washington, D.C. Well, well, there's lots of places you can uh, visit. It's like we just talked about. There's a little bit of everything. So if mm -hmm. you have any specifics you're looking for. But to talk about the office, the office is in Alexandria, uh, which okay. is a fun city just by Arlington in Virginia. And mm -hmm. uh, 
in Alexandria. They have a part of Alexandria called Old Town, Old Town Alexandria that has a lot of fun, cute little areas like restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have um, dinner there usually when we have leadership conference. So it's a really fun older town you can check out. So that's definitely a fun place in Alexandria close to the office that we'd uh, definitely encourage people to check out. It's fun. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty interesting. And I, you know, I've never been there before. It's, it's something I, I'm interested in doing. So maybe my parents and I could come down and maybe visit and see what it's like because it'd be fun. There you go. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff to see. And there's, mm-hmm. I mean, in addition, so Absolutely. Old Town... Old Town has a nice waterfront, um, so they have different, you can take boats, like, from there to Georgetown, you can do, you know, there's lots of different things to see there, like, shops and things in Old Town, and there's also another kind of waterfront area, I think, is newer, kind of building up as the wharf, and, in, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's newer in D.C. as well, so that's kind of a fun spot to go. I think we have someone else, maybe? Yeah, we've got someone uh it just says iPhone. So whoever that's iPhone prob- is. That's probably me. Um, I'm Miley in California in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I was wondering about the White House. Um, is that, are, did they do tours there? Are they accessible? Mm-hmm. Is it worth doing? They they do. Um, and I, I haven't been on one in quite some time. So I don't know, Claire, maybe you have more information. But I mean, they do give tours. And it is a really cool experience. Yeah, I unfortunately have never done it. Um, you can get a tour of the East Wing. Unfortunately, the West Wing is pretty much a no-go. Uh, <laughs> and what have you. But yeah, you can get a tour of the East Wing. Um, you definitely have to do your research to, to um, be able to do it. You can't just show up the day of. You have to really yeah. do your homework ahead of time. Um, I've heard I you kind of have to know somebody sometimes to get in there it's hard it's very hard to get a tour in the white house i do a little bit easier to get tours of the capitol like you can call you can call your you know your representative's office and um they can give you you can request a capitol tour that way and i know when i worked in in a senate office we had a lot of requests for tours and and we did a lot of that um so that's another thing that in lieu of a White House tour, like I, I know those are a little harder to get a hold of, um, mm-hmm. but that's another option. Okay, great. Uh-huh. Thank you. Fabulous presentation, you guys. I'm, 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 I want to go when, when COVID's over. <laughs> <laughs> do, do come. It's fun. Yeah, come on. Thank come you. On <laughs> we'll brunch. i love it (laughs) if uh, guys if you want to ask a question you can if you're on a pc you can hit alt y to raise your hand um if you're on if you uh, dialed in on a phone it's star nine and if you're on an iphone app there's a little more button bottom right hand corner underneath that more button is the raise hand button so raise your hand and we'll oh here we go we got somebody uh let's see here uh hold on just one sec i'm gonna unmute you and it is uh phone number three two one two go ahead hi i'm uh my name is linda hunt and i live in albany new york and we were my husband and i were going to come to washington in march but obviously our plans got changed Um, oh so um i guess the first question is are are either of you going to put out your notes i mean I, i was supposed to take better notes than i did but i got comfortable you know here so do you have notes that you could share with those of us who participated? So you don't have my email, but anyway, um, anyway, that's we can probably could. We can easily yeah. get those out. Yeah. Yeah. How do we? Um, since I'm, I called on the phone. Should I send an email to somebody? Maybe shoot, we can shoot, po- go ahead, Claire. You can shoot me an email at my ACB um, email address. Okay. That's fine. C Stanley at acb.org. Yeah, that that's fine. Thanks. But um, okay, then then the other question, uh, the other question I'm I'm curious about it is um, I know that there's a, a new African-American um, museum. Mm-hmm. Has anybody had any experience with the accessibility of that? I'm, whether whether they're it's like some of the others with docents or whether they have um, audio descriptions, descriptive. You know, I am. Oh, go ahead. Back. I don't have direct experience. I mean, I know I'm sure you could get a guided tour. You could use Ira. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what built-in um, features they have, at least 
at the moment. I, I'm not as, I haven't been to there because it's so new. Yeah, I yeah. unfortunately haven't been either because it's so new and so popular. Yeah, You still have to get tickets, but I've heard it's absolutely phenomenal and people recommend it. I mean, apparently you can spend hours and hours and hours there. Um, okay. So my, my assumption would be since it's so new, I'm sure they have, you know, the docents and the audio tours and stuff like that. And since it's a Smithsonian, the same thing, IRA applies and that kind of thing. Right. And, and do in Dees, just I oh, ask one more quick question. And I've been, at, I was in London and they had um, audio described plays where, and, and, you know, do they have that in any of the theaters in, in Dees? In Dees? Oh yeah. I mean, at the Kennedy Center for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They okay, do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, the cool, you mentioned you're in New York and I know, I think you said Albany, which is a little bit up there, yeah. but what's really cool about the DC area too, speaking of transportation is Amtrak is awesome around yes. here. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you can take it, you know, to, to Philly, to Baltimore, to New York, to, you know, anywhere up on that, you know, on the corridor. Yeah. It's really the Boston. Yeah, it's all the way up to Boston. Yeah, to Boston. You know, we, Boston. Boston, yeah. <laughs> that, so. Thank you very yeah. much. Sure. You can tell where I'm at. Boston. Yeah, <laughs> Boston. To Boston. Brian Charlson and I actually went to the National Stadium. We did a uh, a baseball tour. We, we, we went all the way up the Northeast Corridor. We went from Boston to Baltimore to Philly to, well, we stopped in New York, of course, went to uh, Baltimore, Philly, and up oh. to D.C., and it's we amazing. saw, what was it, eight games in six days or something? It was just. Wow. And here we are, Boston Red Sox fans. And the place that we got treated the best was Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Ah. That's, that's, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, they, they were terrific. We we had seats out in center field. Um, it was kind of cool because they had seats in center field with a with a window. So you could look right out and you're, you could almost touch the center fielders and stuff. But it was right wow. near Monument Park. And wow. Monument Park uh, is packed, and then they close it 20 minutes before game time. So they came up to us after it was closed, and they said, okay, uh, gentlemen, the, the, the Monument Park is closed now, but uh, we'll allow you in there if you'd like to go. And then they handed Brian a, a Braille um, tour guide of the place, and we had the whole place to ourselves. It was absolutely terrific. That's, That's cool. awesome. So nice. the New Yorkers won me over, what can I say? That's awesome. Uh, we yeah. don't have any other hands up. Uh, again, folks, if you want to chime in here, Alt Y, Star 9, or raise your hand, lower right hand corner in the iPhone app. So you guys have been terrific, by the way. It's been uh, really a lot of fun to hear this stuff. I, I'm hungry as all hell now, too. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this well, is Jason. Oh. oh, I was I, just going to. Uh, mention, uh, you know, when I get a chance to go visit, um, I uh, try to make a stop at Annie's Paramount Steakhouse. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Where's that nice. located, Jason? Oh, you know, I should know, but I don't That's because okay. I just kind of follow my friends when I go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, obviously steak, but I mean, just wonderful and ambiance and, and, you know, good food and, uh, it's apparently um, been there for quite a while, so I'm I don't remember all the history about it, but very nice place to go. That's awesome. I'm always looking for a good foodie spot. <laughs> and um, if you like history, DC is definitely the place to go. There is a lot of history. Yeah. So. And there's a lot. Fun. There's a lot you can do on a budget too in DC. Like I talked about all these expensive food places, but. Anyway, there's a lot you can yeah. do on a budget. Like we said, all the Smithsonian's are free, and obviously the monuments are free. And okay, iPhone is back. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought of another question. Are there um, neighborhoods we should stay out of that are like dangerous? Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, there. Are, wow, I, I feel put us put on the spot now. I don't want to like bash somebody's neighborhood. <laughs> I know. Well, um, I and I know it's, it's dangerous in every big city. So maybe, you know, yeah. just be aware no matter where you go, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that there are what I what I will tell you is there are a lot of places that maybe you used to not really want to go that are okay to go now. So oh. like the the Chinatown gallery place area is very nice now. The um, the where Nats Park 
is now used to be an area that was a little more sketchy. Um, Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of places that are, I I think in general, you're not going to find yourself in, in those places. I mean, there, there are definitely some places on some of the lines as you kind of head in certain areas in DC that I'm like, eh, but you're going to be, there's probably nowhere in terms of like your standard tourist areas where you're mm-hmm. not going to be okay. Um, yeah. in, and obviously being vigilant and, you know, not running, you know, nothing good happens after midnight, they say, right. So you being, being vigilant about your surroundings and kind of when and where you're out. I think, yeah. you know, I don't think there's certainly most of the places that you're going to pick to go are, are going to be, and, you know, there are a lot of people out and about too, um, is, you know, in, in the area. So you're not going to be, you know, wandering down a deserted sidewalk by yourself, um, when you're here. So I, I would, I think I would just say that probably the places that you would pick, um, to hang out in, like, I guess the only place I wouldn't probably hang out in is like the Greyhound station at midnight. That's probably not where you want to be, but, um, (laughs) You know, I don't know. If you're at any of the places we've talked about, you're going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like in San Francisco, if you just want to go walk around and all of a sudden you find yourself in the tenderloin, it's like you kind of get a feeling and you know it's not safe. So it's just right. "Ah, I think I'm going to turn around. So, good. Thanks again. Sure. Absolutely. This was really fun. We appreciate everybody joining in and, and chiming in with your, with your comments and questions. And it's been, it's been fun to, to share our, our city with you all. Yeah. Kind of makes me sad being stuck inside quarantine. Now I want to go back out and do all the things we've been talking about. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well, feel free to reach out to us anytime if you guys have questions and I hope we uh, tempted you guys enough to want to come back for leadership conference sometime over the next several years. Um, yeah, DC is a great city and the surrounding area, Maryland and Virginia are a lot of fun.